Book Three, Chapter Five of The World's Desire. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Annie Hill. The Voice of the Dead. When Merriman, the Queen, had watched the chariot of the wanderer till it was lost in the dust of the desert, she passed down from the palace roof to the solitude of her chamber. Here she sat in her chamber, till the darkness gathered, as the evil thoughts gathered in her heart, that she was rent with love of him who she had won, but to lose. Things had gone ill with her. To little purpose she had sinned after such a fashion as may not be forgiven. Yet there was a hope. He had sworn that he would wed her when Pharaoh was dead and when Argive Helen had followed Pharaoh to the shades. Should she shrink then from the deed of blood? Nay, from evil to evil she would go. She laid her hand upon the double-headed snake that wound her about, and spake into the gloom. Osiris waits thee, Meneptah. Osiris waits thee. The shades of those who have died for thy love, Helen, are gathering at the gates. It shall be done, Pharaoh, thou diest to-night to-morrow night thou goddess helen shall all thy tale be told man may not harm thee indeed but shall fire refuse to kiss thy loveliness are there no women's hands to light thy funeral pile then she rose and calling her ladies was attired in her most splendid robes and caused the uraeus crown to be set upon her head the snake circlet of power on her brow the snake girdle of wisdom at her heart and now she hid somewhat in her breast and passed to the antechamber where the princes gathered for the feast pharaoh looked up and saw her loveliness so glorious she seemed in her royal beauty that his heart forgot its woes and once again he loved her as he had done in years gone by when she conquered him at the game of pieces and he had cast his arms about her and she stabbed him she saw the look of love grow on his heavy face, and all her gathered hate rose in her breast, though she smiled gently with her lips and spake him fair. They sat at the feast, and Pharaoh drank, and ever as he drank she smiled upon him with her dark eyes, and spake him words of gentlest meaning, till at length there was nothing he desired more than that they should be at one again. Now the feast was done. They sat in the antechamber, for all were gone save Meneptah and Miriman. Then he came to her and took her hand, looking into her eyes, nor did she say him nay. There was a lute lying on a golden table, and there too, as it chanced, was a board for the game of pieces with the dice, and the pieces themselves wrought in gold. Pharaoh took up the gold king from the board and toyed with it in his hand. Miriamun, he said, for these five years we have been apart, thou and I. Thy love I have lost, as a game is lost for one false move, or one throw of the dice, and our child is dead, and our armies are scattered, and the barbarians come like flies when Sehor stirs within his banks. Love only is left to us, Miriamun. She looked at him not unkindly as if sorrow and wrong had softened her heart also, but she did not speak. Can dead love awaken, Miriamun? 
and can angry love forgive she had lifted the lute and her fingers touched listlessly on the cords nay i know not she said who knows how did pentar sing of love's renewal pentar the glorious minstrel of our father ramses miamun he laid the gold king on the board and began listlessly to cast the dice he threw the hathor as it chanced the lucky cast two sixes and a thought of better fortune came to him how did the song run miriamun it is many a year since i heard thee sing she touched the lute lowly and sweetly and then she sang her thoughts were of the wanderer but the king deemed that she thought of himself o oh, joy of love's renewing could love be born again relenting for thy brewing and pitying my pain o oh, joy of love's awakening could love arise from sleep forgiving our forsaking the fields we would not reap fleet fleet we fly pursuing the love that fled amain but will he list our wooing or call we but in vain ah vain is all our wooing and all our prayers are vain love listeth not our suing love will not wake again will he not waken again said pharaoh if two pray together will love refuse their prayer it might be so she said if two prayed together for if they prayed he would have heard already merriman said the pharaoh eagerly for he thought her heart was moved by pity and sorrow once thou didst win my crown at the pieces wilt thou play me for thy love she thought for one moment and then she said yes i will play thee my lord but my hand has lost its cunning and it may well be that miriamun shall lose again as she has lost all let me set the pieces and bring wine for my lord she set the pieces and crossing the room she lifted a great cup of wine and put it by pharaoh's hand but he was so intent on the game that he did not drink he took the field he moved she replied and so the game went between them in the dark fragrant chamber where the lamp burned and the queen's eyes shone in the night this way and that went the game till she lost and he swept the board then in triumph he drained the poison cup of wine and cried pharaoh is dead pharaoh is dead answered miriamun gazing into his eyes what is that look in thine eyes miriamun what is that look in thine eyes and the king grew pale as the dead for he had seen that look before when miriamun slew hataska pharaoh is dead she shrilled in the tone of women who wail the dirges pharaoh great pharaoh is dead ere a man may count a hundred thy days are numbered strange but to-morrow meneptah shalt thou sit where hataska sat dead on the knees of death an osirian in the lap of the osiris die pharaoh die but while thy diest hearken there is one i love the wanderer who leads thy hosts his love i stole by art known to me and because i stole it he would have shamed me and i accused him falsely in the ears of men but he comes again and so sure as thou shalt sit on the knees of osiris so surely shall he sit upon thy throne pharaoh for pharaoh is dead he heard he gathered his last strength he rose and staggered towards her striking at the air 
Slowly she drew away while he followed her awful to see. At length he stood still, threw up his hands, and fell dead. Then Miriamun drew near and looked at him strangely. Behold the end of Pharaoh, she said. That then was a king, upon whose breath the lives of people hung like a poised feather. Well, let him go, earth can spare him, and death is but the richer by a weary fool. Tis done, and well done. Would that to-morrow's task were also done, and that Helen lay as Pharaoh lies. So, rinse the cup, and now to sleep, if sleep will come. Ah, where hath sleep flown of late? To-morrow they'll find him dead. Well, what of it? So do kings oft-times die. There I will be going, never were his eyes so large and so unlovely. Now the light of morning gathered again on all the temple tops, and men rose from sleep to go about their labors. Miriamun watched it grow as she lay sleepless in her golden bed, waiting for the cry that presently should ring along the palace walls. Hark! What was that? The sound of swinging doors, the rush of running feet. And now it came, long and shrill it rose. Pharaoh is dead! Awake, awake, ye sleepers! Awake, awake, and look upon that which has come about! Pharaoh is dead! Pharaoh is dead! When Miriam arose, and followed by the ladies, rushed from her chamber, Who dreams so evilly? she said. Who dreams and cries aloud in his haunted sleep? O oh, queen, it is no dream, said one. Pass into the antechamber and see. There lies Pharaoh dead, with no wound upon him to tell the manner of his end. Then Miriamun cried aloud with a great cry, and threw her hair about her face while tears fell from her dark eyes. She passed into the chamber, and there, fallen on his back and cold, lay Pharaoh in his royal robes. A while the queen looked upon him as one who is dumb with grief. Then she lifted up her voice and cried, Still is the curse heavy upon Kem and the people of Kem. Pharaoh lies dead, yea, he is dead who has no wound. And this I say, that he is slain of the witchcraft of her whom men name the Hathor. O oh, my lord, my lord! And kneeling, she laid her hand upon his breast. By this dead heart of thine I swear that I will wreak thy murder on her who wrought it. Lift him up. Lift up this poor clay that was the first of kings. Clothe him in the robes of death and set him on the knees of Osiris, in the temple of Osiris. Then go forth through the city and call out this, the queen's command. Call it from street to street. This is the queen's command, that every woman in Tanis who has lost a son or husband or brother or kin or lover through the witchcraft of the false Hathor or by the plagues that she hath wrought on Kem, or in the war with the Apura, whom she caused to fly from Kem, do meet me at sundown in the temple of Osiris before the face of the god and of dead Pharaoh's majesty. So they took Meneptah, the Osirian, and wrapping him in the robes of death, bore him to the knees of Osiris, where he should sit a day and a night. And the messengers of Miriamun went forth summoning the women of the city, to meet her at sunset in the temple of Osiris. Moreover, Miriamun sent out slaves by tens and by twenties, to the number of two thousand, bidding them gather up all the wood that was in Tanis, and all the oil and the bitumen, 
and bundles of reeds by hundreds such as are used for the thatching of houses and lay them in piles and stacks in a certain courtyard near the temple of hathor this they did and so the day wore on while the women wailed about the streets because of the death of pharaoh now it chanced that the camel of ray the priest fell down from weariness as it journeyed swiftly back to tanis but ray sped forward on foot and came to the gates of tanis sorely wearied towards the evening of that day when he heard the wailing of the women he asked of a passer-by what new evil had fallen upon kem and learned the death of pharaoh then ray knew by whose hand pharaoh was dead and grieved at heart because she whom he had served and loved miriamun the moon-child was a murderess at first he was minded to go up before the queen and put her to an open shame and then take his death at her hands but when he heard that miriamun had summoned all the women of tanis to meet her in the temple of osiris he had another thought hurrying to that place where he hid in the city he ate and drank then he put off his beggar's rags and robed himself afresh and over all he drew the garment of an aged crone for this was told him that no man should be suffered to enter the temple now the day was dying and already the western sky was red and he hurried forth and mingled with the stream of women who passed towards the temple gates who then slew the pharaoh asked one and why does the queen summon us to meet her pharaoh is slain by the witchcraft of the false hathor answered another and the queen summons us that we may take counsel how to be rid of the hathor tell not of the accursed hathor said a third my husband and my brother are dead at her hands and my son died in the death of the first-born that she called down on kem ah if i could but see her rent limb from limb i should seek osiris happily some there be quoth a fourth who say that not the hathor but the gods of those apura brought the woes on kem and some that pharaoh was slain by the queen's own hand because of the love she bears to that great wanderer who came here a while ago thou fool answered the first how can the queen love one who would have wrought outrage on her such things have been said the fourth woman perchance he wrought no outrage perchance she beguiled him as women may yes yes such things have been i am old and i have seen such things yea they art old said the first thou hast no child no husband no father no lover and no brother thou hast lost none who are dear to thee through the magic of the hathor speak one more such slander on the queen and we will fall upon thee and tear thy lying tongue from its roots hush said the second woman here are the temple gates by isis did any ever see such a multitude of women and never a man to cheer them a dreary sight indeed come push on push on or we shall find no place yea thou soldier we are all women all women have no fear no need to bear our breasts look at our eyes blind with weeping over the dead push on push on so they passed by the guards and into the gates of the temple and with them went ray unheeded already it was well-nigh filled with women although the sun was not yet dead torches were set about to lighten the gloom and by them ray saw that the curtains before the shrine were drawn presently the temple was full to overflowing the doors were shut and barred and a voice from behind the veil cried 
Silence! Then all the multitude of women were silent, and the light of the torches flared strangely upon their shifting upturned faces, as fires flare over the white sea foam. Now the curtains of the shrine of Osiris were drawn aside slowly, and the light that burned upon the altars streamed out between them. It fell upon the foremost ranks of women. It fell upon the polished statue of the Osiris. On the knees of Osiris sat the body of Pharaoh Meneptah, his head resting against the breast of the god. Pharaoh was wrapped about with winding cloths like the marble statue of the god, and in his cold hands were bound the crook, the scepter, and the scourge, as the crook, the scepter, and the scourge were placed in the hands of the effigy of the god. As was the statue of the god, so was the body of Pharaoh that sat upon his knees, and cold and awful was the face of Osiris, and cold and awful was the face of Meneptah, the Osirian. At the side, and somewhat in front of the statue of the god, a throne was placed of blackest marble, and on the throne sat Miriamun, the queen. She was glorious to look on. She wore the royal robes of Chem, the double crown of Chem fashioned of gold and wreathed with the uraeus snakes, was set upon her head. In her hand was the crystal cross of life, and between her mantle's purple folds gleamed the eyes of her snake girdle she sat a while in silence speaking no word and all the women wondered at her glory and at dead pharaoh's awfulness then at length she spoke low indeed but so clearly that every word reached the limits of the temple hall women of tanis hear me the queen let each search the face of each and if there be any man among your multitude let him be dragged forth and torn limb from limb, for in this matter no man may hear our counsels, lest following his madness he betray them. Now every woman looked upon her neighbor, and she who was next to Ray looked hard upon him so that he trembled for his life. But he crouched into the shadow and stared back on her boldly as though he doubted if she were indeed a woman, and said no word. When all had looked and no man had been found, Miriamun spoke again. Hearken, women of Tanis, hearken to your sister and your queen. Woe upon woe is fallen on the head of Chem. Plague upon plague hath smitten the ancient land. Our firstborn are dead. Our slaves have spoiled us and fled away. Our hosts have been swallowed in the sea of weeds, and barbarians swarm along our shores like locusts. Is it not so, women of Tanis? It is so, O queen, they answered, as with one voice. A strange evil hath fallen on the head of Chem. A false goddess has come to dwell within the land. Her sorceries are great in the land. Month by month men go up to look upon her deadly beauty, and month by month they are slain of her sorceries. She takes the husband from his marriage bed. She draws the lover from her who waits to be a bride. The slave flies to her from the household of his lord. The priests flock to her from the altars of the gods. Ay, the very priests of Isis flock forsworn from the altars of Isis. All look upon her witch beauty, and to each she shows an altered loveliness, and to all she gives one guerdon death is it not so women of tanis alas alas it is so o queen answered the women as with one voice 
woes are fallen on you and chem my sisters but on me most of all are woes fallen my people have been slain my land the land i love has been laid waste with plagues my child the only one is dead in the great death hands have been laid on me the queen of chem think on it ye who are women my slaves are fled my armies have been swallowed in the sea and last o oh, my sisters my consort my beloved lord mighty pharaoh son of great ramses Miamun, hath been taken from me look look ye who are wives look on him who was your king and my most beloved lord there he sits and all my tears and all my prayers may not summon one single answering sigh from that stilled heart the curse hath fallen on him also he too hath been smitten silently with everlasting silence look look ye who are wives and weep with me ye who are left widowed now the women looked and a great groan went up from all that multitude while Miriamun hid her face with the hollow of her hand then again she spoke i have besought the gods my sisters i have dared to call down the majesty of the gods who speak through the lips of the dead and i have learned whence these woes come and this i have won by my prayers that ye who suffer as i suffer shall learn whence they come not from my mortal lips indeed but from the lips of the dead that speak with the voice of the gods then while the women trembled she turned to the body of pharaoh which was set upon the knees of osiris and spoke to it dead pharaoh great assyrian ruling in the underworld hearken to me now hearken to me now thou osiris lord of the west first of the hosts of death hearken to me osiris and be manifest through the lips of him who was great on earth speak through his cold lips speak with mortal accents that these people may hear and understand by the spirit that is in me who am yet a dweller on the earth i charge thee speak who is the source of the woes of chem say lord of the dead who are the living evermore now the flame on the altar died away and dreadful silence fell upon the temple gloom fell upon the shrine and through the gloom the golden crown of miriamun and the gold statue of the osiris and the white face of dead meneptah gleamed faint and ghost-like then suddenly the flame of the altar flared as flares the summer lightning it flared full on the face of the dead and lo the lips of the dead moved and from them came the sound of mortal speech they spake in awful accents and thus they spoke she who was the curse of achaeans she who was the doom of ilios she who sits in the temple hathor the fate of man who may not be harmed of man she calls down the wrath of the gods on chem it is spoken the echo of the awful words died away in the silence then fear took hold of the multitude of women because of the words of the dead and some fell upon their faces and some covered their eyes with their hands arise my sisters cried the voice of miriamun ye have heard not from my lips but from the lips of the dead arise and let us forth to the temple of hathor ye have heard who is the fountain of our woes let us forth and seal it at its source for ever of men she may not be harmed who is the fate of men from men we ask no help for all men are her slaves and for her beauty's sake all men forsake us 
but we will play the part of men our women's milk shall freeze within our breasts we will dip our tender hands in blood ay scourged by a thousand wrongs we will forget our gentleness and tear this foul fairness from its home we will burn the hathor's shrine with fire her priests shall perish at the altar and the beauty of the false goddess shall melt like wax in the furnace of our hate say will ye follow me my sisters and wreak our shames upon the shameful one our woes upon the spring of woe our dead upon their murderess she ceased and then from every woman's throat within the great temple there went up a cry of rage fierce and shrill we will miriamun we will they screamed to the hathor lead us to the hathor's shrine bring fire bring fire and lead us to the hathor's shrine End of chapter 5